and welcome to Futures Focus, a fantasy baseball podcast centering around all the top prospects in the game, brought to you by Prospects 1500. My name is Alex Sanchez. Joining me tonight, as usual, is the great Nate Eckert. We are officially in summer, at least I am, as the students are gone and school is out for the summer. I was playing that song on repeat yesterday because I got a lot of free time on my hands going forward. Pretty excited. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Rocking the uh, Alice Cooper. Absolutely. What a great song. You don't realize how great that song is until it's the last day of school. And then it's uh, it's a banger for sure. But we are here today because it is the end of the month, the end of the month of May. And we are going to go over our prospects of the month. We did this last month as well. I thought it was a pretty good way to learn some names that maybe we don't always talk about. Although, with that being said, there are a lot of guys on here we have been talking about for the last <laughs> couple of weeks. Uh, pop-up prospects galore that are going to be making the list for our prospects of the month. But that's okay. We can continue to talk about them and where we see them fit. But a bunch of other names on here as well that you may not even recognize. Some other old favorites as well. Guys that are finally starting to put it together. So it's always fun to go over a whole month of data and see how guys are doing for the better. So that should be pretty fun to go over. But before we do, a couple of exciting call-ups. This was the week of shocking call-ups. We're going to start with one that was just announced today, and that's Brian Wu is going to get the call-up for the Seattle Mariners and draw the start on Saturday. So, He was one of our pop-up guys. We spent some time talking about him last week. If you want a more in-depth detail on him, check out that episode. Definitely doesn't hurt to to listen to more of Prospects 1500 Futures Focus here. But Mm -mm. Brian Wu, he's up already. How shocked are you on a scale of 1 to 10, Nate? Uh, It's pretty high. I don't know how long he's going to be up there. I think he's replacing uh, Marco... Oh, what's his last name? Marco Gonzalez, the uh, off-injured left-handed uh, starter for the Mariners. So uh, who knows? You know, it, it gets crazy up there in Seattle. They uh, they love to uh, they love to to get wild up there. Um, Brian Wu, I'm happy for him because I think he deserves a shot. But how long will he be a starter? Who knows? Maybe another starter. Too. I was very surprised, though. I would say an eight out of yeah. ten. Agreed. Although we have to keep this in mind with Seattle is that they love to jump their prospects from double A to the big leagues to avoid the hitters paradise in triple A for the Seattle Mariners. So they they've done this with a couple of guys, especially their higher ranked guys. So if anything, this tells you how highly they do think of Wu, that he was only in double A because they knew he was a call away. They weren't waiting for him to dominate double A and then to get up to triple A and then have to go through that process. So perhaps it's not as surprising in retrospect, but he definitely wasn't on my radar. If we would have had an episode of stash candidates, I don't even know if I would have mentioned him for this year, but it is exciting to see him come up. They've had a lot of success with prospects being called up with Bryce Miller, George Kirby, Logan Gilbert, of course. So to see him have some success, wouldn't be the most surprising thing. It's a great park for him to play in. He's backed by a good defense and a good team. So, Definitely worth a flyer if he's available in your leagues. And if you've held on to him, congratulations. You get to kind of reap the rewards. I think, personally, Nate, that the Seattle Mariners are copycats, however, because they saw what another organization did, a much better organization, at least in (laughs) my opinion. That is the Atlanta Braves, and that is the call-up of A.J. smith Shaver. So if you were an 8 for Wu, I can only imagine you were a 10 for <laughs> Shaver. Is that yes. correct? Yeah, I had, to re-re- I had to reread the article. I mean, like just the uh, the header, or maybe it was the Twitter notification I got. I was like, what? I didn't even know anybody had heard of A.J. smith Shaver uh, other than our wonderful listeners and uh, one Alex Sanchez and, of course, me now. But, um, yeah, very surprised. Definitely a 10. Yeah, as a Braves fan, I was a 10 as well. And the the biggest shock is that he isn't being called up to go into the starting rotation, but to go into the bullpen. 
Um, mm-hmm. It's as crazy as the injuries have been with Max Reed and Kyle Wright. They've sort of righted the ship a little bit here with Bryce Elder coming along with Jared yeah. Schuster looking not halfway bad. Mike Soroka's back. Nice feel good story of 2023. And yeah. Dylan Dodd even made a start there to, to, he didn't look horrendous. So like there isn't a desperate need in the rotation, <laughs> but in the bullpen, you know, Let's not forget that's where Spencer Strider started out too. Um, he got called up, did the exact same trajectory, so eerily similar to Strider that it's getting kind of ridiculous. Where just flew up, made a couple of appearances in the bullpen, and then, um, you know, as the case with Strider, as he started the year in the bullpen and then got into the rotation, the rest is history. So maybe the Braves have figured out some sort of cheat code to get these guys up so quickly. But 20 <laughs> years old. That's pretty astonishing. I don't know if it's what the results. I'm just going to sit back and watch. I'm not going to even try to predict what would happen there. Um, yeah. I don't know. Fantasy. Hard. Yeah. Fantasy. I'm not sure what you're going to do with it because I, I think he's coming <laughs> in six and seventh innings and for a little while, but we'll see. Maybe he can comes in in uh, the fastball and, you know, slider just play like Strider. That would be nice to have an, a Strider Ooh. 2.0. <laughs> wow. The rich Speaking, get richer yet again. The, yeah, the let's hope so. Yet again. Uh-huh. Let's hope so. Another surprising call up. And this one was surprising for me, too. It's probably not on the level of Brian Wu or Smith Shaver, but it was Ben Joyce who got the call up for the Angels. And I say it's more of a surprise because he wasn't necessarily dominating in double A. And again, he was in double A, um, but he throws really hard. And we talked about him a few episodes with Andrew Rhodes and like, why can't we just get on board the Ben Joyce bandwagon? Like he just mm-hmm. throws so hard and he made the Astros look silly. Um, yeah. Now the angels haven't had too many problems at the closing position this year. Mm-mm. So Carlos Estevez says like, I don't know, he's probably like top five and saves, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty crazy, but yeah, it's fun to have a guy that throws 102 just to bring out whenever you want. And so he's throwing gas, which is fun to see. Yeah, gas with movement too. It's it's crazy, man. He gets so much break on that on that 102. It's like how how does he get so much movement on a pitch that's going so fast, you know? Like somehow he he gets it. He's just all sorts of nats, nasty. Yeah. 21 of his first 22 major league pitches are over 100 miles per hour. So, I know 100 miles per hour isn't what it used to be like in our minds, but at the same time it's uh, pretty. It's still pretty freaking fast. Let's be honest. Yeah, oh, yeah. And like I just said, with the movement, you know, that's why I think he's making guys look crazy out there, flailing at everything. It's that movement with it. A couple of injuries to go over as well. Here we had Forrest Whitley, who was sort of on the comeback trail. He's expected to miss three to four months with a lat injury. So. That's a that's a long time to, you know, for a non-arm injury to kind of be on the Oof. shelf. Are you uh, where like if you had to rank Forrest Whitley in a top 500 list, where do you think you have him right now? Mm. Well, probably in the low like 501, <laughs> probably <laughs> uh, because you know there's there's 900 prospects if you did all 30 30 of the clubs and then uh or is it 32 now is it 30 or 32 i can't remember you got 30, yeah. yeah 30 and then you times them by 30 that's 900 so if you're gonna give me if you're gonna give me 500 i'd put them at i don't know 501 i'd say because to me if he's making a a top 30 list it's really just kind of as a uh, after uh, an afterthought you know just the just the honorable mention almost because the guy's just not making it anywhere because of his it, it, he's like Mr. Glass that villain from uh, Unbreakable another guy that made his call up here Royce Lewis fun to see him he again there's not much to say with Royce Lewis we know he's going to be good it's just our injury is going to hold him back. So um, another kind of feel good story. Cause I do like my gut instinct is telling me that 
to tear your ACL once is kind of a freak thing. Mm. Um, so to tear it twice, I don't know how much I change my mind when I, I hear stuff like that. I feel like it's still just a freak thing. So mm. if he's playing, like he's been really good so far. Where do you think Royce Lewis com- compares to somebody like, let's say, uh, a Jazz Chisholm right now or uh, O'Neal Cruz? Uh, I I like O'Neal Cruz and Jazz more than than Lewis just because I feel like their upsides can be a bit higher. Um, and we've seen them do it at the major league level, uh, with a much higher clip than Royce Lewis. Um, Lewis, I've never really been that high on. I know that he's really great when he's healthy, but um, I, I feel like O'Neal Cruz Jr. has game changing type uh upside and and jazzy's right there i would say cruz has more upside than jazz but um just because of that freakish power and speed combination but jazz has it too Uh, i just hope that lewis can stay healthy in the future uh it's starting to look like he's just one of those guys you know where something happens and he gets a little bit he gets a few games and makes everybody go nuts and then he gets hurt again, and it's it's sad. You know, it's really sad. Yeah, I, I hope him the best right now. He's healthy, which is a lot of fun. Um, and our last piece of news here is something that we should probably talk about as it's one of the more historic things that have, has happened in minor league baseball in the last decade or so, and that is Ethan Solace making his pro debut as a 16-year-old. He does turn mm. 17 next week, so keep that in mind. <laughs> but he does make his... Uh, pro debut at single A Lake Elsinore and had a couple of hits <laughs> in his first couple of games. Pretty exciting to see. Um, I'm in the middle of doing an article for Prospects 1500, so you can check it out, uh, about a deep dive on Ethan Salas. And um, yeah, he's it's really fun to see him. There's so much for a catcher to do <laughs> on the as a teenager. So just more of a uh, kind of a congratulations, if nothing else, for Ethan Salas. Yeah. But um, is he a no? Uh, I'll ask you this: Is he a no doubt 100 top 100 prospect for you right now? Yeah, he is because he's 16. The kid is a beast, and <laughs> he's already like I saw his numbers, and he was uh, like four for eight or like three for eight, something crazy like that already. I know it's low A and. But he's 16. I mean, what were you doing at 16, Alex? <laughs> I was not in love. <laughs> you know? I know that. No, no, nor was I. In fact, I don't even, I don't even know I could string two sentences together when I was 16. Who knows what the hell I was up to at 16? You know? I mean, come on, it's craziness. All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break here, and we'll come back with our prospects of the month for the month of May. We are already into June. It's pretty exciting as we uh, approach the halfway point. It's, it's coming up really, really close. So Futures Focus will be right back after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. Let's go ahead and talk about the prospects of the month for the month of May. Uh, Nate, last month we started with the low A guys. So why don't we start at the top here with the triple A guys. There's some guys that are knocking on the door, I think, that are going to be up probably before we get to the end of next next month, if I had to guess. Although with mm-hmm. my guy, I'm not sure. We'll have to see how uh, how the Cardinals handle all of this. But um, mm-hmm. let's, let's talk about the triple a hitters of the month. I'll let you go ahead and do the honors for your first one. Give me your hitter of the month for triple a. All right. Thank you, sir. Uh, Jordan Westberg, who I know the show loves and, uh, I know our, our listeners have heard his name a countless number of times since, uh, 
the start of the season this year and probably before that. Uh, 24-year-old second baseman had 10 home runs in the month of May, uh, 25 RBIs, 30 runs scored. He hit a very, very concrete 307 average, uh, 388 on base percentage, and a 675 slugging percentage. That's a 1063 OPS for everyone doing the math at home. That's an 11, uh, let's say 12% walk rate and a only a 21.22% strikeout rate with the, with this kid's power uh, and hit tool. He's going to strike out a little bit, but I mean, nothing, nothing that's going to be, uh, that's going to drag you down by any stretch. And uh, should I go with the pitcher, Alex, or are we just going to go hitter, hitter, then pitcher, pitcher? Yeah, sure. Go with your hitter, uh, with your pitcher as well. All righty. Uh, then I went with uh, Gavin Williams, the stud Uber starter for um, uh, Cleveland Guardian System, AAA to be exact. Um, Williams, I had him in last year's, uh, I'm sorry, in last month's Players of the Month. And I said, you know, as a disclaimer that most of his starts in the month in April were from double a but this he had a couple of starts in triple a last month so uh the disclaimer was that but that his numbers weren't going to change a whole lot when he got brought up to triple a and really they haven't um 26 and two-thirds innings uh only 16 hits let's see here eight sorry uh only 10 walks 36 strikeouts over 26 and two-thirds a 270 era and a 098 whip in the uh, month of may so jordan westberg orioles gavin williams uh guardians yeah excellent choices those were the two that i was also looking at i did take some guys and the reason why i took these other two oh i mean i love those picks they're just so highly touted right now like they're they're in the top 20 to 30 in in prospects ranks i kind of wanted to go outside the box a little bit and mention some other guys so my prospect of the month is moises gomez for the cardinals uh gomez hit 13 home runs in the month of may with a 289 batting average k rate was very high but that's what you're getting with you know what you're getting with gomez um now he is a power hitter like that's just all he is and he has been that for several years now um now the cardinals had a crowded outfield and now suddenly it's a little less crowded uh newt bar went on the il but instead of gomez getting the call jordan walker got the call back up today so uh i'm sure they're not going to platoon walker in any way in his second chance up they want this to be the the last time they ever have to call him back up i would imagine so Gomez is a guy that I think has a great chance of being traded at some point this year. The Cardinals still need a lot of pitching and they do have a lot of outfielders, especially when everybody is healthy. So having him get traded off to somewhere, um, maybe even a a non-contending team where he can get 250 at bats after the all-star break or something like that would be pretty exciting to see what he might be able to do. Because I, I think, you know, guaranteed at bats, in a full season, you're looking at 30 homers. I just don't know what the other stuff might look like. So he is an easy power source that you don't have to pay for. Now, uh, the Cincinnati Reds, we could have easily picked Ellie De La Cruz or Encarnacion Strand as well, but I'm going with another Cincinnati Red. It's kind of scary how many choices the Reds are giving us with prospects that are balling out right now. They are Mm -hmm. in a whole other world. So Andrew Abbott, the, Pitcher that did get called up for, um, you know, he started in double A, got the call up triple A now, didn't have, miss a beat. 47 strikeouts, 2.97 ERA, 11 walks, a little bit higher than you'd want that to be. But for a guy making the jump now, he is 24. It's a little bit older where like if he was 21 doing this kind of thing, maybe you were like, oh my gosh, there's so much left in the tank. But I do think we're getting a quality major league starter here with Andrew Abbott. I don't think he's a number one or a number two type of starter but um you know he is going to be a major league starter it's very apparent now and it's going to be soon um i think the reds have plenty of ways to get him into the starting rotation 
I just don't know what he looks like in that ballpark. It's so scary. Um, it's really one of the worst parks to pitch at. <laughs> There's just yeah. no two ways about it. So, um, But still, he is going to be up sooner rather than later. And uh, just a fantastic month for the 24-year-old. All right. Let's move on. Double A. Okay. We got to the double A guys. I'll let you go ahead and mention your guys here. Thank you, sir. So double A player of the month for the hit squad, I would say. Just as you were saying, Alex, uh, Cincinnati Reds. I'll stick with the theme. Uh, Noel V. Marte. Dun, dun, dun. Man, I was really sad to see this kid leave the uh, Mariner system, and I thought Cincinnati was really going to screw it up, but they haven't. They really haven't. Um, just in the last month, uh, 340 average, 409 on base percentage, 612 slugging percentage. That's a 1021 OPS. Let's see here. That is a – he also came with a much lower – K rate in the month of May. Wow. 14, 15% strikeout rate. Not too shabby for Noel V. I knew that was uh, one of his big bugaboos uh, was one of his strikeout rate, but he seems to have shored that up at least in May. He did. Um, let's see here. Uh, 10% walk rate in the last month and uh, let's see, seven bombs. Yes, seven bombs and 63 total bases with 18 ribs and 23 runs scored. So uh, Noel V is going to be hard. You know, you're going to be hard pressed to get a deal for Noel V anymore, especially now that he's with the Reds and he's doing so well, um, because I'm sure they'll find a spot for him eventually. Probably not this year. Maybe a cup of a cup of coffee. Uh, once those rosters expand, but everybody knows the name. He's only 21. And he's out there hitting 340 for the whole month in double A. Um, <clears throat> okay. So for the hitters, that was Noel V and for the pitchers. Ooh, this is a fun one. Emmett Sheehan, Dodgers right-handed monster. He had five starts in the month of May, everybody. And he went 24 and two thirds innings pitched. This dude had 41 strikeouts in 24 innings, two-thirds. He only gave up 10 walks, which you love to see. And his ERA, this is just, I can't even believe I'm reading this right now. His ERA in the month of May was 0.36 at AA. So he, I'm assuming that was one run, one run <laughs> on the month. Uh, and his whip. 073. So Sheehan had uh, one hell of a May, and his April wasn't too bad at all either. So he's arguably, the, uh, I, I'm not going to say the best pitch, the best pitching prospect in baseball because Gavin Williams is still around. And well, no, Yuri's not. Well, he, technically, he's still a prospect, but he's he's on a very short list now that he's doing this double A. Uh, he is 23, but with the Dodgers and the way that they love to promote their young guns, and this year may may have uh, Sheen's name on it. They they can slow down a bit when it comes to the speed of of bringing guys up, but with Pepio and they've got uh, a lot of riches there, so I wouldn't say that he's up before the rosters expand. I hope they don't bring him up in a reliever uh, role, but. You never know with these Dodgers. So, uh, but the kid's got a golden arm, that's for sure. So, Noel V. Marte, the uh, shortstop for the Reds or third baseman for the Reds, and Emmett Sheehan, right-handed pitcher for the Dodgers. Yeah, I have to uh, 100% agree with you because those are the guys that I also chose. So, instead yeah. of continuing <laughs> to tell you how great they are, I want to do a little bit of uh, ranking these guys and seeing where you would, uh, who would you rather? In a sense. So okay. let's go over with Noel V. Marte and talk about another guy that you gave an award to, Jordan Westberg. If you had to pick, just really quick, don't give me a huge uh, uh-huh. reason. I just want to put you on the record here. Who would you rather have? Noel V. Wow. Yeah. Oh, oh, so close. I think I would like Wes, Westberg. I, 
They're just so good now. Okay, so <laughs> no, Noelvi or Junior Caminero? We talked about him last week. Uh, Noelvi. Noelvi. Okay, Noelvi or your guy Marcelo Meyer. Who? Uh, Noelvi. Wow. What about e- Jordan Walker or Noelvi Marte? Uh, I'd have to. I'd have to go with Walker. <laughs> I love that beast. Right. So you got him at about the seven or eight range, it sounds like, for Noel V. Yeah, yeah. He's uh That's impressive. He, yeah, I now, really like I really like Marte. I do too, I do too. I think I would take Junior Caminero and Westberg and that was that would be it. Mm-hmm. And I would I ooh, I don't know, man. I think I'm I might take him over Walker. I might. Yeah, you've you've, sou- you've soured a bit on Walker, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I've. They're both so good. I like. Yeah. I think they're both <laughs> going to be really, really good. But I like that Noel V is going to play in that park. I really do like. Yeah, that. that's a huge. That's a huge bonus. Yeah. So. So like. Um, all right. Box. What about with Emmett Sheehan? So we talked about. You talked mm-hmm, about some of the mm-hmm. other guys. Let's talk about um just in general. We won't even have to do pictures. So if I come at you and I say. Uh, let me go to a dynasty. Let's do a dynasty here. Mm-hmm. Where I go, um, some of the, the pitchers. Let me get my rankings here for a dynasty. All right. So Emmett Sheehan or. Oh, Tony Gonslin. How about that? Long term. Oh, man. Uh, in a dynasty, I'd go with Sheehan. I'm in second place in. And, yeah, uh, sure. and, and, you know, why not? <laughs> I'll, I'll invest in my future. I don't need Gonsolin immediately. What about, um, I'm going to go kind of higher here. What about, ooh, this is an interesting one. Okay, so you have uh, Jeffrey Springs over there injured, but dominated mm-hmm. to the point of like a .56 ERA. Would you take mm-hmm. Springs or Sheehan? I'm, I'll take Sheehan over over Jeffrey Springs, and this is why. I don't know that Springs' arm was ready for that big bump in, in innings, so maybe uh, maybe that has something to do with it. But I don't know, man. I'm really – I'm about as high on Sheehan as you can get. All right, and finally, what if, what if we go with somebody like – this is a good one, Alec Manoa. Oh, who's having a real a real bad time right now, isn't he? Oh man, I, I, no, I couldn't get I couldn't give Sheehan for Alec Manoa right right over the top, just one for one. I couldn't. I don't think I could bring myself to do that. I do think Manoa will get out of it, uh, out of this funk of his. Although he's not showing m- many reasons to say that, other than the fact that he did it all year last year. So. Um, but I'm sorry, the kid's still in double A. I love him. Don't get me wrong. I love Emma Sheehan, but Manoa was rookie of the year type stuff last year. Yeah. So, you know. All right, fair <laughs> enough. I just wanted to see how high I could get you going. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's go down to uh, the lower minors where we have our high A guys. Again, we talked about this guy. Um, we had the same hitter, so we'll just kind of reveal that. Now that's Yankeel Fernandez. Uh, this guy is somebody you have to really start paying attention to whether you like it or not. I mean, yeah, the Rockies, the Rockies have had a bad reputation, but I'm, I'm sort of anti looking at the past for these organizations and hoping that they, you don't want to miss out on a guy just because they failed in the past. We don't know exactly why, you know, an organization hasn't been successful. Like do we, we know the Orioles screw up pitching prospects, but like, why, <laughs> why, why is that happening? <laughs> In the minor leagues, we don't really have concrete information. So does that mean that you just give up on Grayson Rodriguez or or what? I don't know. But um, <laughs> with the Rockies, Yankeel Fernandez, again, just to remind you, 377, 10 Jeez. home runs. Uh, he only struck out 14% of the time. Didn't have a, You're not getting any stolen bases with him. You can't forget that. But you're getting huge power. The hit tool seems to be playing really well for a 20-year-old in high A. I mean, it's starting it's it's time to get really excited about Yankeel Fernandez. Hopefully we're making that abundantly clear here. Um yeah. he's going to be a top 100 guy easy easy for me. I mm-hmm. think we, we talked about some guys we'd we'd rather have him over last week so don't want to give away the farm. Listen to the other episode. <laughs> um but 
yeah, I mean, this was an easy choice. There wasn't really a double A hitter besides maybe I was thinking of Hunter Goodman, but the average was lower. Elvis Marte had a bunch of homers, but even then his average was poor. So this is a pretty easy choice. Um, but uh, he's very, very exciting. Very, very exciting. So, uh, But we did have different double uh, high A pitchers. So let's go over that. I'll let you go ahead and talk about your high A pitcher of the month. All right. Thank you much. Uh, this this youngster is um, – I was very pleased to come across this name when I was looking in my numbers for the month of May because I invested uh, pretty heavily in, in Chase Petty uh, as a right-handed fireballer who was drafted in the 2021 draft. Uh, first round from uh, he was he was drafted by Minnesota and then he was uh, traded to the Reds. Oh my God, I didn't even put that together until just this second. Wow, the Reds are <laughs> so stacked. Um, 20 years old, single A advanced, um, 16 innings pitched. So you're not going to get as many innings, obviously, out of the low A and, and the high A guys. I mean, that just kind of goes without being said, but. Uh, he only gave up 10 hits through 16 innings, only three walks. Now this is huge because Petty's big uh, big vice was the were those walks um, last year. Even though they weren't all that bad, there were a lot of concerns about his reliever risk uh, out of the draft. Um, but man, this kid has one hell of an arm. He reminds me of a of a stronger, uh, well, I don't know, in his prime. Um, like a sunny gray, maybe a better fastball than sunny gray, but he, I feel like he's a really good comp early on in his career. Um, 16 inning pitched, uh, only three walks, 21 strikeouts, a 0.56 ERA in the month of May, and a 0.81 whip. Chase Petty, Reds. Yeah, you've liked Chase Petty, the NASCAR driver. I mean, the pitcher. Um, <laughs> Uh, we had an episode a few, uh, must, must be two months ago now, where we talked yeah. about guys that we liked, and you mentioned him. So um, I agree. You you really turned me on to him. I think that he is super, super good. Um, but with that being said, I did have a guy that I wanted to mention because, you know, I was I was really high on this guy for a long time. He, he's Wickleman Gonzalez for the Boston Red Sox. And last year, I was buying him everywhere I could. Uh, the strikeout rate was just phenomenal. And he's a, a right-handed pitcher that, you know, 60-grade fastball, 55-grade curveball with a 50-grade changeup and fringe average command at best. But the strikeouts have always been there wherever you look with Winkleman Gonzalez. Got off to a poor start. There's no doubt about it. But for the last uh, 23 innings, he's sporting a 2.7 ERA with 40 strikeouts. Those are what you're paying for when you get in the Winkleman Gonzalez train. You're getting a bunch of strikeouts. And the walks at 12, again, a little bit higher than we want. But we talked about Andrew Abbott. That's only one more than Andrew Habit had. Now, don't worry that he had 10 more innings. But still, it's a uh, very impressive stretch here for Gonzalez. Uh, as a 21-year-old in high A, pretty age-appropriate as well. He's got a long way to go. There's no doubt about it. But I really was impressed with uh, kind of his bounce back. If you, if you look at his whole season, you're not going to be super blown away with anything as he has a, uh, what does he have? Total six, 6.19 ERA on the season. So you can't look at that. Like this is a guy that's being probably being overlooked right now. But I think that what you're getting in the last 30 days is probably more to what you can expect than what you got the first 30 days of the season, if that makes any sense. You're, you're getting a guy that's closer to this level. So mm -hmm. don't get, I, I was almost ready to bail on him, but I'm kind of back in and I want, I'm, I'm going to follow him a lot. He doesn't have great size either at six foot um, 160, but still the strikeouts are, I'm always going to come back to those. If you can figure out a way to strike out guys, I'm going to be very interested in you for a long time. So, um, all right. Well, that gives us one more level. Um, the low A guys, and of course we do have some honorable mentions as well. Why don't you tell me about your hitters and pitchers for a low A, Nate? Sure. Um, hitter for uh, the month of May, Gabby Gonzalez. I'm sorry, Gabriel Gonzalez, the uh, Mariners outfield 19-year-old stud. Man, this kid. 
I know there were a lot of questions about him coming out of the uh, Dominican Summer League, and you know he was 18 last year. Why wouldn't there be that many questions? Uh, you know, people were right to question, but I, I really do believe that he's answered uh, those questions uh, now. Uh, listen to the month of May for old Gabriel Gonzalez, outfielder for the Seattle Mariners, 360 batting average. Yikes. A 419 on base percentage and a 530 slugging percentage. That's a 949 OPS for the month of May. His power hasn't come to complete fruition yet, but do, do not worry, everyone, because this kid is going to be smacking balls left and right, just in the same, uh, in the same, uh, what's the right word? In the same. Uh, style, for lack of a better word, as a uh, Julio Rodriguez-esque, um, just bat-to-ball skills like you wouldn't believe because of the 360 average. And he's done this his entire professional career, albeit you know one year and two months. But I mean, he hasn't he hasn't uh, he hasn't bailed from these numbers. These numbers have been with him. I, it'll be really interesting to see when he gets to to double a etc but if anybody had any questions about this kid coming out of dsl i think that they've now been answered because he does have three home runs in the month of may but as i tell everybody all the time don't worry about the the home run numbers for these little a guys because they're just kids you know (laughs) and the the way that they can hit the ball they're going to put on muscle with all these strength and training conditionings and all these different you know these kids hitting the gym all the time um he'll be just fine power power wise and uh brock porter that is my month of may pitcher of the month that would be the uh, texas rangers youngster taken in the 2022 draft if i'm not mistaken again only 13 and one-thirds innings pitch. You're not going to get a lot of innings out of these guys early on in their careers, but so be it. We're still going to award them their, their due. Um, only gave up six hits. Is that right? My God. One second. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Before I say it out loud on air. Yeah, six hits. Wow. That is bananas. Uh, 16 innings, though. Oh, no. Sorry. 13 and a third. Six hits. Uh, he did have six walks to go with those six hits, but 16 strikeouts, um, a zero ERA. So can't get much better than that folks. And a 0.90 whip. So Brock Porter pitcher righty out of Texas month of May player of the month and Gabriel Gonzalez single a hitter of the month. Yeah, I really like what the Rangers are doing. And to be honest, Brock Porter is probably the best pitching prospect in that system. Uh, maybe a tie with Owen White, but um, for me, he's definitely over Jack Leiter, but maybe not for you, but still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then with Gabriel Gonzalez, like he's always been the next Julio. He's kind of in the, mm-hmm. the the Seattle Mariners system, which is unfair because he is nothing like Julio Rodriguez. Right. Yeah. Um, but he is very good at a lot of things, and he's not elite in any of those things. But still, he's a guy that is on the trajectory to be a major leaguer. So, um, again, I think you probably have to overpay for him at this point to what you you'll mm-hmm. get. But still, it's encouraging to see him at a young age do what he's doing. Um, for me. Uh, I had a guy we've talked about and a guy we've never mentioned once on this podcast. I'll start with that guy. It's Jared Cerna for the New York Yankees. He is a five, six. That's right. Five, six second baseman. But the, uh, the month of May, man, I mean, when you look around the league and you try to find the high a, uh, the low a guys that had a better month than Cerna three Oh nine, eight home runs, five stolen bases, 65 total bases. That's one of the you know top five in the entire minor leagues for the month of May. Um, <laughs> pretty damn good. I mean, this guy is definitely not a prospect. You're not going to see him ranked anywhere near top 500 lists at all. But he does have a good glove. 
And we tend to overlook that at times. We we do have to keep that at the back of our brains that the glove matters a lot. And when we are wondering why guys aren't getting called up, you know, Von Grissom is the perfect example. I know mm. it's I, I'm a Braves guy, so I tend to use this, you know, them too much in examples. But Von Grissom like should be up in every sense of the word, but he can't play defense right now. And so for dynasty purposes, he has taken a hit and it has nothing to mm-hmm. do with the bat. He's continued mm-hmm. to hit at all levels and even in the majors he's continued to hit he has not looked overmatched um mm-hmm. and the glove is keeping him away so if you can get the glove and you can play every day you're going to get some counting stats and in dynasty leagues it's pretty valuable so i'm not saying to go pick up jared cerner right now but that's a pretty damn good 30 days for a guy that nobody's ever heard of so keep an eye on that now my pitcher is somebody that has uh you've definitely heard of that's frank mazzucato we've talked about him in a lot of detail, I'm really starting to like him. So I looked over our episode that we did yesterday, or last week, I mean, about Frank Mazzucato and comparing him to some of the other pitching prospects. And I, I'm already sort of regretting some of the things I said. I think I might actually have him higher than I anticipated when I started to look into him a little bit more. It's just, it's a very exciting profile. And uh, you know, I, it's just, if, if the only thing that's really stopping me and you mentioned this last week is the age that's like Mm -hmm. that's the number one thing with him maybe that's not a good enough reason for me you know I I know guys get hurt all the time but who cares that he's he's 19 like he's only going to get better and even if he has Tommy John as a 20 year old or a 21 year old so what you know and it doesn't take away from true talent so Mm -hmm. um I I just don't like investing in these type of guys with like triple a hitters you know so like kobe mm-hmm. mayo type of guy like that's what kind of comes to mind it's like do i have to give up kobe mayo to get frank mazzucato and that's probably true right now i can't really go to somebody else and say hey i'll give you gabriel gonzalez for frank mazzucato like two guys that are at the same level mm-hmm. but um so I, I do think you have to overpay for mazzucato which is what i don't like about him but if we're not looking at that, like what is it, what is the cost to acquire? And we're just looking at the stats and the peripherals and the uh, arch, archetype and the body. Then there's just a lot of boxes that are checked off with this guy. So mm-hmm. um, if I came across as saying like, don't even bother with him, I apologize. I do think you have to, to be aware he is. I don't know what you do with him right now. Like I wouldn't sell him. I wouldn't try to go buy him. Um, I don't think you can pick him up anymore, but he's having a fantastic year. and he's a lefty that's only going to get better. Like this isn't the best version of Frank Mazzucato, which is kind of scary to think about. So, um, all right. Congratulations guys. I know all those guys are listening right now and yes, they are. That should make you feel good as a listener that you, as well as these minor leaguers are listening and tuned in. Yeah. Like there you go. But we do have a couple of honorable mentions as well. This is more for me, for my honorable mentions was, um, we'll go through this as quickly as possible, but guys that um, they, they've obviously didn't stay at one level for this last month. They have moved up, which means that they're doing really well. Obviously, you don't get called up unless you're doing pretty well, usually. <laughs> so um, I'll just start off with two guys just because you know who they are, but uh, Matt McClain and Yuri Perez, both of them immediate success in the major leagues. Matt McLean is doing exactly what he was doing in triple a Yuri Perez striking out a bunch of guys like these, the guy, the things that they're doing right now are just really, really impressive. I'm kind of mad at Matt McLean because yeah, I think he's blocking Ellie De La Cruz, but that has nothing to do with Matt McLean's dynasty value, but I am mad at him. I'm, I wish he would suck. So Ellie <laughs> come up, but um. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that take one for the team, you. Matt McClain. Yeah, that's how good McClain is. Like he's blocking an Uber LA prospect, De La Cruz. LA De La Cruz, right now. So um, there you go. And you already know about Yuri Perez. There's nothing to say. So, um, but two other. Uh, let me go over all of my guys, and you can kind of mm-hmm. give me your thoughts here. Um, so Johnny DeLuca got the call up to AAA. I want to get your thoughts on this, Nate, because you watch a lot of Dodgers games. You know the prospects and James Outman. Like, are are we supposed to be super worried about Outman? And mm. if so, it's because of Johnny 
uh, DeLuca, isn't it? Or are we okay with Outman? He's got a spot. What do you think? Give me some, give me some intel here. I think I think Outman's got to have at least I I would say that they give him at least another full month because I, I I feel like Outman's wall was I mean everybody saw that coming right like once pitchers uh, get about a month's worth of tape on you they'll find a hole to to uh, to hit but I don't even think it's that I don't think it's on that same scale as say like Cody Bellinger, <laughs> who they all realized at the same time that he can't hit a curveball and he can't hit up and in, and he really can't hit a curveball up and in. So let's just throw everything at his chin. Um, and then Cody just never got the memo. Uh, but I think DeLuca is far smarter than Cody Bellinger. Uh, and <laughs> I think, I think he, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I Hopefully Cody's not listening to this. <laughs> well, you know, he would just be one of many, wouldn't he, of uh, pro ball, you know, MLB players who are listening <laughs> along. Yeah, uh, Cody, I hope you're not, my friend. Um, but if you are, hey, I'm sorry, bud. Um, yeah, I think Outman's got I think Outman's got a job for at least a month longer. Uh, and I don't think I don't think that it's like hole in his in his swing Cody Bellinger type uh problems that we're talking about I think it's more just tweaks things that he can also figure out and go back to but he does have Johnny DeLuca on hot on his tail because this kid is just as uh real real deal as he so um yeah I don't think Jason Hayward is going to hit for as long as he has also I love Jay Hay hey shout out to Jason Hayward I love that guy but, and he's a he's a wonderful uh, clubhouse addition. Um, I just don't know that he's going to be hitting 330 all season, which I, I just cannot I can't picture that. But DeLuca should find some playing time. Uh, I don't think it's going to come anytime sooner, you know, barring uh, a catastrophic uh, injury. Um, I, I don't think we see him up for at least a month. Um, but yeah, I, I think Outman's okay. All right, that's good. Good to hear. I I, mm-hmm. I hope you're right. <laughs> but I do like Johnny DeLuca, and even if Outman is fine, I still think that there are plenty of ways for DeLuca to get up to the big leagues this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dodgers certainly have, uh, you know, uh, openings should they decide they're um, ready to do that sort of move. But I, I do think DeLuca probably needs another month or so. Um, and another guy I wanted to mention was Luis Matos. Um, a guy that is shooting up ranks right now, um, kind of had a, a disappointing 2022 season in high A. And we're talking about, you know, a 20 year old in high A hit 211, you know, 11 home runs, 11 stolen bases, nothing that's going to pop out at the page. But the Giants were aggressive with him, bumped him up to double A, where he hit 304 with three home runs, walked more than he struck out. And got the bump up to AAA, where he did even better, where he's hitting 375. And the last couple of days um, have been really good. Four hits, three hits, three hits, a home run included, two stolen bases in that time span. So, Luis Matos, how high are you bumping him up now on your rankings? Hmm. I can't remember where I put him. I don't know that he was in my top. 100 last the very latest update if he was he was probably like in the 80s or 90s i would i would be comfortable putting matos at 75 say i've always liked him a lot i just was waiting to see it you know come to fruition uh with consistency but now that it appears that he's doing so at the higher levels um yeah i like matos he's a he's an exciting player all right, what about Johnny DeLuca or Luis Matos going forward in a dynasty league? Who are you taking? Mm. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good, that's a good one. Uh, I gotta stick with the uh, I gotta stick with DeLuca on these two. I think Matos has a higher ceiling. I just I uh, but DeLuca's ceiling is is plenty high. I mean, he is 24. You're getting more of a James Outman type of workhorse hitter. Uh, then you would get like with Matos, who could be, you know, the next superstar if, if he puts it all together at, say, 22 or whatever. But, um, 
Yeah, I, I, I would stick with the Dodgers on this one, DeLuca. Yeah, DeLuca does have the speed that you're getting. It's almost, you're almost getting a, a right hand. He's right-handed, right? I'm, I'm not making that up. I believe so. Yeah, I, I believe so. Um, yeah, right-handed version of Outman is kind of how I view right. him. You're, you're, yep. You know, 2020 potential. Yep. Um, yep. And, you know, we talked about this earlier with organizations the giants and prospects have not worked out at all <laughs> like it's been kind of embarrassing joey yeah joey bart hunter bishop remember that you know hunter, oh. i was ready for hunter bishop who was <laughs> helio it? ramos you know, who was it yeah um yeah. you know so but casey schmidt hey, yeah hey. But that that's a, that's kind of the counter argument right casey schmidt patrick bailey <laughs> These guys, like, maybe we just were on the wrong guys. So I'm not going to hold the Giants against Luis Matos. I think that the ceiling is higher for Matos. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The age certainly does indicate, like, the ceiling is higher. Um, mm-hmm. What about somebody like, um, we'll go back to our list. What about Yankeel Fernandez or Luis Matos? Yankeel. I'm, I'm all in on Yankeel. Yeah, cool. I'm all like in that. on him. What about, uh, okay, so I got to go with that. What about uh, your guy, Gavin Cross or Matos? Ooh, Gavin Cross all day, especially now he's having uh, success. These last couple of weeks, he's been hitting the ball really well. What about, dang, I got to, so you might not even have him in your top 100. As I'm kind of going yeah, this, maybe not. I don't know maybe now not. that we're kind of going, getting <laughs> what down about, to the specifics. Here. What about uh, Emmanuel Rodriguez for the, twins oh I, I would take matos over him okay there we go so you depends on what you think about what about peter crow armstrong no i would go i would go uh pca is pca yeah pca over uh Dang, okay over uh, matos what, what about heston kerstad now i take kerstad over matos wow okay Wow, so you mm-hmm. are you're kind of lower on Matos. I think I would yeah, take I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I the age is just so appealing. Like a 21-year-old yes. in AAA that's dominating is is very good. It's very yes. good correlation to success later on. And it some is. of these guys I'm mentioning are older and doing worse, you know. So what about um <laughs> we try to find a AAA guy here that's kind of mm-hmm. the same age. What about what about Mason Wynn? Ooh, and Matos. Yeah, I would I would take Matos just because of okay. exactly what you just said. What do, here's a great one. This one will tell us everything. What about Oscar Colas? Oh, or Luis? I go with Matos. I don't know. I still believe in Colas a lot, but yeah, I do too. But I mean, at but, Matos might be more yeah. fantasy friendly. So I think yeah. that's that's confusing. I don't know. Uh, let's move on. I'm too confused. <laughs> Um, the last honorable mention here was, uh, a former Padre, which I, I enjoy to see. Well, I don't really enjoy to see because they're all <laughs> former Padres, but that's Joey Cantillo. I was very excited for Joey Cantillo and then he got traded to the guardians and I was even more excited because I figured they could have a, uh, a good, uh, a run at this guy. Um, and cause he's got great, like. Six foot four, left-handed, unlock some of that potential. Exactly what the Guardians have been into. Not throwing 99, but pitchability's there. The walks are going to be, you know, somewhat decent. So he got the call up to AAA. Hasn't gone as swimmingly in AAA. In AA, though, with a uh, 1.85, 35Ks, 24 innings. Really, really good stuff, so. Another name to keep in mind. I don't know how excited I am truly about Cantillo. I think that, you know, in the he's not a top 100 guy for me. But with the Guardians, you almost have to kind of just go for it <laughs> half the time with them. Mm-hmm. Although we haven't seen many left-handed pitchers from them. No, we haven't. I was just thinking the exact same fun, thing. Fun fact. Thinking, uh, so maybe. maybe. Don't know. <laughs> put a mirror in front of them, and then they'll be good. But yeah, there you know. go. That's good coaching. Yeah, interesting. All right, fantastic. Again, congratulations to all of our hitters of the month. I like this segment, Nate. Do you think this is helpful for fantasy? Um, and like, where? Let me just ask you this: with a hot month, 
you know, 30 days of high performance. Mm-hmm. How much does that change a profile for you um, with a hitter and with a pitcher um, in in your dynasty mindset? Just kind of an overall, like, what does that do for you? Yeah, um, it helps a lot, you know, to give a, to get a full chunk of a month. I mean, that's that's a stretch. There's only what six of them throughout a major league season, so. Um, it, that's a chunk of time that you're that you're proving to everyone that you can that you could do it at an elite level because if you're getting mentioned on this for the players of the month like you're you're doing something very right so everyone that we mentioned today goes up just that much higher on my list because um because that's a that's a true sample you know a month's worth is is that's that's how many at best 131 I'm looking at right now Matt McLean, 129 at best, Jordan Westberg. So, you know, it's it's a good chunk of time. And for the pop-up guys that just kind of make their way on there, kind of like Johnny DeLuca in that vein, um, and maybe not so much Yankeel anymore, but it puts these guys on the map, and it does so in a way that's very, like, okay, it's white and black now. Like, that's where I that's where I see it. Yeah, I agree with you. With prospects, you got to be – I mean, there's there's a few guys that you can hold on to if you truly believe in or you've done – you've seen them live. Maybe you've even talked to them or you've gotten trusted sources that say, hey, you got to buy into this guy where mm-hmm. a month maybe means a little bit less or a little bit more. But for the overall scheme of things, a month – like you got to be ready to move these guys up after a month with the idea mm-hmm. that you're also willing to move them down after a bad month. Mm-hmm. That's how fast the landscape moves in the minor leagues. And we don't know what's going on behind the scenes when it comes to this, like uh, what kind of adjustments are being made? What is being focused on? What is organizational philosophies? These are stuff that we just can't get. We have StatCast now in a lot of the levels, which is great. We have guys, that are tweeting out videos and showing us Mm -hmm. and and doing that stuff, which is great more than we've ever had in the past. So we're more accurate than ever, but we still have no 100% certainty on these guys. So when a guy has a hot month, you got to jump on it. Don't be late um, with the idea that you're ready to jump on the next one after. And, 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 you know, I like to keep that roster my dynasty leagues two or three spots if you can and it's hard to do i guess in a lot of leagues no doubt but two or three spots where you're ready to just jump and if you miss out on a guy because you dropped him for the next thing that's fine whatever but to get a guy like this junior Caminero, anthony volpe these were guys that if you jumped on with that hot month that hot two months and you kept them you were good like you got you got a huge amount of value um I can't tell you, you know, I picked up those two guys in a league. I can't tell you how many guys that I dropped thinking that they were going to be the next junior Caminero, <laughs> the next Ellie, the next Volpe. And they were not. And you just drop them and you move on. So I think mm-hmm. that's some advice to take to uh, consideration there. But, um, Nate, I think that's great. I think we did it. Um, Futures mm-hmm. Focus here with you. Thank you again for listening to the podcast and supporting us. If you can, leave us a review and if you liked us, five stars. If you didn't like us, then maybe uh, stop listening and then don't ruin our <laughs> lives by giving us a bad review. Um, Please. <laughs> Please. Um, again, like, we got you. We're all free. We're going to be free for a long time, I think. I shouldn't say that without knowing. Yeah, but, don't, don't jinx us here. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but uh, keep that in mind. I'm just kind of doing this on the on – the, although I do have a lot of free time now in some, so I will say that. But <laughs> – I know, Nate, you're working, I know, 80 hours, 90 hours a week. You're just at least, at least. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we appreciate the support and uh, check out the website prospects 1500 for more stuff. I know Sean Kernahan is doing a lot of stuff with the draft that's coming up. We'll probably start previewing that, get him on here. We got a couple Mm -hmm. of guests lined up as well. I know you're probably tired of sick, uh, sick and tired of listening to us. We're going to try to get some guests on here as well. (laughs) yeah going forward but um yeah again thank you for listening we'll be back next week future focus is out